first Sunday of Advent. This morning's reflection was about the hope that we have in Christ, and I am thankful for the Swanboro family and coming and leading us and, and for being pointed to Jesus this morning. I need that, and uh, I know that you need that. So anyway, once again, Merry Christmas. It's December. You know that, right? December 2nd. Can you believe it? Uh, on one hand, perhaps you uh, can't believe it because it's barely December and you didn't really know it was December yet and, you know, you're not sure you got your head around that. And on the other hand, perhaps there's many of you that are well aware of the fact that it's December uh, because of all that's on your calendar. What's, uh, as you think about your, this coming days and weeks, what's on, what's on your calendar? What are you feeling right now that December's coming up? Friends? Family gatherings, what else we got coming up? Shopping, school events, finals, travel, preparing, packing, uh, wrapping presents, Christmas parties, work still going on, right? Church participation. Uh, if your family's like us, there's lots of sports going on. Um, Family commitments, a lot of planning and thinking and preparing. Eating, any eating coming up in the next few days and few weeks? December, we want to we think this morning a little bit as we get into God's word in a moment of where we're at, where are we at headed into December and, and what's on our plate and what's on our minds as we go into December because this is a season that can be uh, full of joys, right? There's lots to celebrate and enjoying being together with other people. There's lots to celebrate about God's goodness to us. And uh, certainly as we've already this morning started talking about Advent, preparing for celebrating the arrival of Jesus. So there's lots of reasons to celebrate God's love and be thankful for all that. And yet we're, uh, if, you're, if you know, I know that we're frequently re reminded that things are not the way that God intended them to be either. Ever since the entrance of sin into the world, we also look around us and our relationships and our spheres of influence and our places that we are, and we see brokenness and, and pain and suffering and difficulty, and, and, and you're experiencing that, some of you, in your own lives right now. And uh, there's lots that could, that could distract us this morning and throughout December from considering the advent the first coming of Jesus and celebrating that. That's what Christmas is about. We need this annual reminder that Jesus came to be with us. And so in the midst of these uh, both fun and joyful celebrations, but also in the midst of these uh, sometimes difficult distractions, I wanna invite you to close your eyes as you hear from God's word this morning. If you would, just close your eyes. And I'm gonna read to you from, from the scripture, from God's word, and, I, and I'm inviting us to close our eyes because for some of us, this will be very familiar words, the story of Chris, the first Christmas 2,000 years ago. But I'm inviting us to close our eyes because we normally wanna follow along. I want you to read in your Bibles and, and we're gonna do that here too this morning. But right now, if we close our eyes, let's ask God to help us to hear this story, this, this true story. And let's ask God to help it come alive to us and for us to hear it fresh, that we would know that God 
comes to be with us. Matthew 1, verse 18 and following. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered those things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. The prophet years before had said, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. All right, you may open your eyes. And let me read verse 23 again. The prophet, many, many years before, had spoken these words. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, and you tell me, which means God with us. And so there we are this morning in a series of messages, starting this uh, December series of teaching messages, and we're titled the series, God with us. Jesus, the Son of God, God himself, come to be near, come to be with us. And as we go forward here in the coming Sundays, we'll have an opportunity to talk about lots of different aspects and, and reasons why this, this idea of God being with us is so important. We're gonna talk about the significance of, of a God who comes near. And we're gonna talk in a couple of Sundays about implications uh, uh, for us. The fact that God comes near to us, that God came to be with us through his son Jesus. What are the implications of that in our lives? What does that have to do with us? But before we go to those topics, before our series continues in coming Sundays, we're here now, and the focus this morning is on the first word of that series title, God. That when we celebrate the Advent, when we celebrate the coming of Jesus, when we think about the birth of a baby in a manger, we are celebrating the advent, the arrival, the coming of God. So open your Bibles, if you would, to John chapter one. We're gonna start uh, at John chapter one, verse one. You can use the table of contents there in your Bible to find John if you want. It's toward the back of your Bible in the New Testament section. And you'll find uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're gonna be in John chapter one. We wanna follow along in your Bible, open your favorite Bible app or, or bring your Bible with you to church so we can follow along and hear from God's word. John chapter one, starting at verse one. And before we read God's word, let me pray. Father, we come to you this morning putting ourselves at your feet, expectant, asking to hear from you. So God, through your word, would you teach us this morning 
And like the words of the psalmist, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. God, we need you this morning. We want to hear from you. We look to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 1, starting at verse 1. We're going to read a couple of verses here, and then we're going to uh, take a closer look. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now, later in this passage, John's going to talk for a few verses here about the Word, and we're going to examine this together in the next few minutes. So we're going to examine what do we learn about the Word, and, and what does this tell us uh, that we want to remember at Christmas time. But in this, later in this passage, in, in, in a few verses, the author, John, is going to identify that the Word is who? Jesus. That the Word is Christ. That's who he's talking about. And, and, uh, and so we're going to take a closer look then at these, these phrases that we just read and a few more verses, and we're going to ask God to show us what does this have to do with Christmas? What does this teach us about who Jesus is and when we celebrate his birth and his first coming? So John 1.1 says, in the beginning was the word. And that phrase, in the beginning, right away makes us think of another place in our Bible, perhaps. The very beginning of our Bible, Genesis chapter 1, starts with, in the beginning, God created. And so now John echoes those words and makes us think of that same time. And, and look what is true then. In the beginning, God created. And here in John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. In other words, the Word, Jesus, had no beginning. The word always was. This is, this is incredible. While, while created things, while, while other people and, and things are created, they have a beginning, they, there, there, is a, there is an origin, there is a genesis. But in the beginning, the word was. The word already was. And so when we celebrate the advent, the first coming of Jesus, we celebrate the arrival of God himself. That's the words, that, that's the words eternity. Shows us that he is eternal, that he always has been. And then we read this phrase, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And that, that phrase tells us about the word's personality. That the, that the word, that Jesus is a distinct personal being. Right? If you're like me and you've grown up around Star Wars, we're not talking about the force, right? We're not talking about some it or some thing or some force. We're not celebrating a good feeling. We're not, we're not celebrating those kinds of things. When we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating the arrival of God himself. The word was with God. This is a, a person, a, a God personal being. And there is, the word has no beginning. And the word is in this eternal relationship with God. It says the word was with God. There, from the beginning, with God, in relationship with God, in community with God. Christmas is the birth of the Son of God, God himself. And that, that's where we also see in this passage the word's deity. That the word is God. The word was with God and the word was God. 
distinct from God the Father, this is where it gets really interesting and mind-blowing, right? Distinct from God the Father, and yet fully God, divine himself, Jesus, the Word, divine, God himself, not a created thing, but God himself. And here's where we encounter the mystery of, of what we sometimes refer to as the Trinity, we believe, the Bible teaches, and we know, and we believe that we have one God, that there is one God, and, and he is manifest, he reveals himself in three persons. This is, this is <laughs> that easy to understand. <laughs> oneness and threeness. There is oneness, there is unity, there is oneness. We serve one God who is distinct in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is not just some baby in some historical story. This is God with us. Let's keep reading in the passage. Now we're at verse three. We'll read a couple of verses again and take a closer look. Chapter one, verse three. All things were made through him through the word and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men here is the word creating in verse 3 we get this 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 truth that the word creates we see the word creating in the beginning god created and in the beginning what jesus was jesus always has been God created and Jesus was there. Throughout the scriptures, we see that Jesus is God's agent of creation, that God creates through Jesus' activity. We see this here in, in, in John 1, and we also see it in, um, in Colossians 1, where it says that all things were created through Jesus and for Jesus. So here we have the word creating. And you know what this tells us? Yet another way yet another way that this truth is getting driven home. This also tells us if Jesus, since Jesus is maker, creator, then he cannot be created thing. He is God himself. Emmanuel, God with us. We sang in the song, Christ is come the Messiah, the rescuer, the Son of God, God himself is come. That's what we celebrate at Christmas time. Verse four says, in him was life. This is the word animating, the word bringing life, the fact that all of life is because of Jesus, that, that we have our very life and breath, that we were created and that we continue to live. Life is because of Jesus. You and I as created people, do not have life in and of ourselves. We have life in and through Jesus. The word animates. The word brings life. There is no life except for in and through Jesus. Life is from God. Jesus is God with us. And Colossians 1 has that reinforces that as well. Colossians 1 says, in him, in Jesus, all things hold together. So Jesus is creator 
and sustainer. He is the word, it, it animates and brings life. In him was life, verse four says, and the life was the light of men. And here's, here's, here's where we see the light breaking into darkness. Here's where we, we have that image at Christmas time as well. We sing of the light coming into the world. Jesus is life. Life is found in Jesus. Life and sustaining of life is in Jesus. And when Jesus brings life, he also brings light. He brings insight. He brings understanding. He brings uh, awareness of who God is and what God is, is up to in the world and, and, and indicates to us Jesus bringing life to us and bringing light into our lives, helping us be aware of who God is and that God is with us. We, we heard the story at the beginning, right? The Christmas story. The angel reminding Joseph, take, take her as your wife and name him Jesus. He will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And, and, and this, is, this is where we're starting. December 2, we got a few Sundays left. We got this teaching series called God With Us. We're gonna look at lots of interesting things that we wanna remember and celebrate and thank God for at Christmas time. But you know what? We're starting simple. And I think it's because we need the simple reminder sometimes that the baby we celebrate, that the holiday we have and exchange gifts for is because of the arrival of our great God into our lives. Because Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. In him was life and the life was the light of men. So as, he, as, as the word brings light, the word reveals to us the truth of God. Jesus, the Son of God, is the Word, and the Word is with us. Let me look down, let's skip down to verse 14 now, if you would. We're gonna go back to a few verses uh, in, a, in a little bit here, but I wanna look at verse 14, this incredible, incredible Bible verse. Let's look at it together, verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Here we have the word incarnate. Incarnate means having taken on flesh. The word, God himself become and taking on humanity. God himself, Jesus, the word, full deity, taking on full humanity. The word, God himself, incarnate, taking on, the f on flesh, becoming the God-man, Jesus, fully God and fully man. Whoa. The word incarnate came to live among us, made his dwelling with us. And so we sing that song and we say and we declare, Christ is come. The word became flesh. Now, we, as we start to shift here, we start to think about this part of the verse. In some ways, we could kind of shift ahead to next Sunday. This is in some ways a, a preview of our topic for next Sunday. This Sunday, we're starting with the reality of, of who's coming, that, that, that Jesus is coming is God. And, and next Sunday, we get to delve into this a little bit more that he took on flesh, that he became a, a human person. And, and what's that all about? And how did that occur? And why was that necessary? We get to look at that more closely in the next couple of weeks. That God sent his son, that the word, that the second person of the Godhead, the second person of the Trinity 
would humble himself to the point of taking on flesh, becoming a human person, and then humble himself not only to becoming a human man, but to suffering and dying for us. The word incarnate is what we get to start looking at a little more closely um, next Sunday. So before we kind of shift our brain to the, the human side of things, that, that God came as a human baby and grew to be a human man and died an actual death and was raised from the dead, all that's coming up. Sound good? <laughs> but, but, but here we are, December 2, first Sunday of Advent, first sermon in the series, and we need to stay on this part that the, the, the birthday we celebrate is of God. That it's God who came to be with us. Look again at verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And as a result, we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus' birth equals the arrival of God. The advent we celebrate was the coming of God, the baby in the manger, God, the Jesus who would live a life perfect without sin that you and I cannot live and die the death that you and I deserved paying the penalty for our sin and we raised again to new life. That Jesus, God, came to be with us. Jesus called Emmanuel because Emmanuel means God with us. And, and the reason I wanted to start here at the beginning of this series, the reason we wanted to be here in this topic on December 2 is because we maybe have heard it, we, th we think we know the story, we've grown up in the church perhaps, even if we haven't been around church for very long, we know the story, we know that Jesus is supposed to be God, kind of, but, but wait, do we? Or do we need to pause here and consider this? Because my study Bible puts it this way, listen to this. The most, um, this is the most amazing event in all of history. That the eternal, forever, always has, will be God, that the omnipotent God, all-powerful God, that the omnipresent God, that the infinitely holy Son of God would take on human nature and live among humanity as, as one who was both God and man at the same time in the same person. This is incredible. The arrival of Jesus is the arrival of God. Advent, we celebrate Advent, each of these Sundays leading up to Christmas because we are preparing ourselves for the arrival. We are celebrating that first coming 2,000 years ago of God himself. And, what's, and what's, what, we, what we don't get, but God's people back then would have gotten better, what we don't always think about is this, is in the Old Testament portion of our Bible, in the history of God's people before Jesus arrived, they would look for God's presence with them, and God gifted them, gifted them symbolically, especially with his presence in their midst. In the Old Testament, as we, as we read about God's people before Jesus came, wherever God's people were, God designated a place of worship, right? We have, if, if we've studied our Old Testament, we, we had the tent of meeting or we had the tabernacle and, and then eventually there was a, a, a more permanent uh, temple. 
But wherever God's people were, there in the midst of them was a place of worship, a place where, where, where God could be worshiped and a place that was symbolic of God's presence with his people. It was his way of showing them, I am in your midst. I am with you. Here is this place of worship that you can go to and know me. And, and that was great. But since the arrival of Jesus, what do we have? Since the arrival of Jesus, since we come each Advent Sunday, since we come every calendar year and celebrate Christmas as a church family, and why do we do that over and over, even though we think we know what Christmas is about? We do it because, and we should come and thank God and celebrate this, because God's rescue plan to save sinners like you and me involved actually coming to be with us. That the temple, a place of worship, symbolic of his presence with his people, was one thing. But now God himself has come to dwell with us. And that's uh, incredible here. We think about the language. In, in, in John 1 there, in verse 14, it says that the word dwelt among us. And if we translated that differently, what that could literally translate to was that God came and pitched his tent right in the midst of us. Not just some symbolic tent, tabernacle, temple, place of worship, but that God himself pitched his tent, came to camp among us. We have a God who came to camp out. We have a God who came to be with us. And, and is that surprising to us? Maybe not, but maybe so. And I want us to think about this for a second. Is it surprising to us that our great and mighty and all-powerful God, King of kings, Lord of lords, God on high, would camp out with us? It surprises us if we have the wrong impression of God. We're surprised that God would come and hang out and camp with us. If, if we think of God as mighty and distant and stoic, and not involved with people, and running the universe over there. If that's our only impression of God, those are true things, but if that's our only impression of God, then we're surprised that he would come and camp out in our midst. Because those things are true, but we have a God who is also a loving heavenly father who knows you, and who loves you, and who wants to rescue you from sin and death and give you life that is meaningful, rich, and full, and abundant now, and eternal with God forever. That's the God that we have, a God that we have, the God that we have, the Father that we have, came to camp out himself with us. He sent his son, Jesus, to rescue us. Jesus is the word, God with us. And we started this morning by talking about um, December. What's December gonna feel like? As you think already, what's on your calendar and what's coming up in the coming days and, we and, and weeks? We, 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 we talked a few minutes ago about 
what, what's coming up? What's this December feel like? What is this December gonna be all about for us? Well, into the world 2,000 years ago, God sent his son to rescue us from sin and death. And here in December 2018, we get to celebrate that God came to be with us, that Christ is come, that he is here, that we don't journey alone, that we, that we experience the joys and the difficulties of life, and God is with us. The good news of the gospel that this church proclaims every, in every aspect of its existence, the reason that Faith Church exists is because of the gospel. The gospel is the good news that God rescues sinners like you and me. Those in rebellion against God, those who go our own way, those who think we can do it on our own, those who try to rescue ourselves, those who don't match up to God's glorious standards. The good news of the gospel is that God rescues sinners like you and me through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the word, and the word was God, and the word is God, and the word came to dwell among us because Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus, the eternal word of God, the second person of the Trinity has arrived, light into darkness, offering salvation, new life through Jesus. Look back with me, if you would, to verse nine and following. John chapter one, verse nine. The true light which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. He came to his own. He came to his own, church family, church attenders, those that are here to celebrate Advent, those that are here to remember the Christmas season and to hear from God, he came to his own, and his own people did not receive him, verse 12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Christ is come. The light has come into the world. Have you received him? Or has busyness, chaos, calendars, planning, wrapping, other pursuits, other distractions, other commercial aspects of Christmas crowded God out of your life. I love that this topic, we get an early start on this topic. I love that this Sunday fell early in December. I love that it's only December 2nd because we've got lots of days and weeks ahead to prepare for Christmas. So this is a great place to start, church family, is to ask ourselves, what will this Christmas season look like for you and your family? What will this Christmas season be about for me and my family? Will we be overwhelmed by tasks and, and events and responsibilities and spending and burdens? Or will this Advent season be remembering that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us? Will this season be recognizing and celebrating and thanking God for coming near? 
Father God, we lift our eyes to you this morning and we thank you that you are a God who has come near. We thank you, God, our mighty God, our King of kings, our Lord of lords, creator of all things, ruler and sustainer of the universe. We worship you and we are so glad that you come near. We thank you that you sent your son, Emmanuel, God with us. We look forward to what you want us us to see and learn in the coming weeks, that Jesus came to be with us, that, that you, God, camped out with us to rescue us and to show us the way. Help us to, to study that and learn more in the coming weeks. Father, we thank you that Christ is come, that every December we can celebrate the arrival, that first coming, that first advent of the Son of God, the God-man, Jesus. We thank you for his life and death and resurrection that brings new life. Would you help us this morning? Would you help me and my family? Would you help each of my friends here to look to you now as December starts and to, to determine and to ask for your help of what this Advent season will be all about? God, may we celebrate that Christ is come. And may we celebrate that in in many ways now. And as we lift our voices, would it be in worship of you? As we lift our prayers, as we give our offerings, in all these ways, God, we worship you out of thankfulness for all you have done. So God, as the ushers come to receive our offering and as we lift our voices in song, God, would, would our worship come from a place of thankfulness for all that you have done, that you Our great God sent Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.